2: What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, still in the city of brotherly love, Pennsylvania, Philly, to be exact, with my buddies at WPHT. And I'm bringing you the excerpt from Hour 3 of my program. Plus, this is a special Wednesday bonus edition of This Is America. And we're going to talk about the climate hoax because there was some snow in China, and we're going to get into that. And where did it come from, and how does that all happen with the weather? And Hillary Clinton, yep, we're going to get into that finally. Plus, there is some clandestine video that was taken last week by Project Veritas, and I want to bring you the update on that as well. But speaking of the Winter Games, I didn't watch not, not a drop, not a second of this Olympics. I read an article that's interesting. It's in the japanforward.com. I don't know how reputable that is, but I've seen this in other places. This is an interesting take. Fake snow at Beijing 2022 warns of unstable Winter Olympics. Now, this is uh, interesting because I'm thinking, fake snow? Well, I hear about fake snow all the time. Listen, I was born in Brooklyn. We didn't have fake snow. But when I moved to Jersey as a teenager, there was this place, you know, Action Park, right? (laughs) And they had a ski thing there, and they used fake snow in some of these places, so I get it. It was like, you know, as a kid, <clears throat> there's these Puerto Rican snow cones that in Brooklyn they used to sell. They're called piraguas, right? And a guy would take a little ice scraper and he'd shave a huge block of ice that he'd have on a little cart and he'd, you know, make a snow cone for you. It was like a dollar, fifty cents, whatever it was. But that's not, and that's always what I thought that they use for fake snow, but that's not necessarily what they do use for fake snow. There's more to it. Now, according to this article that's, uh, from just two days ago, the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics approaches its closing ceremony on Sunday. But many have noticed that the host city isn't exactly a natural winter holiday destination. Despite having cold temperatures, Beijing gets very little snow in an average year. The Zhangjiakou area is 200 kilometers from Beijing and it's home to the four, the four Olympic venues, including the National Ski Jumping Center and... The Genting Snow Park, blah, 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 blah. Many have watched since February 11th and noticed that there's just not a lot of snow. So what have they done? They're using fake snow. Artificial snow was first used at the Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York in 1980 to supplement the arena's natural snow. It's funny, I have a friend from Lake Placid who told me about this. Indeed, the technology has increasingly played a role in the elite competitions, blah 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 blah. I'm getting somewhere with this. Bear with me. The winter games in Sochi, Russia, in 2014 had 80% man made snow, and for the Pyeongchang, the figure was close to 98% fake snow. So the Chinese are not the first to use fake snow. And you're thinking, Rich Valdez, why do we care about fake snow at the Olympics? Good question. Why do I even care about what's going on at the Olympics? If it's not the USA team that's winning, I don't usually care. The reason is because China does a lot more than make fake snow. And they're not the only ones, but they're the only ones I'm going to talk about right now. Business Insider reports back in 2020, December of 2020, here's the headline. China is massively expanding its weather modification program saying it will be able to cover half the country in artificial rain or snow by 2025. All right. Now, if you're anything like me, the only time you've heard about weather modification was when you're arguing with your friends that are conspiracy theorists, and they're talking about all these different types of directed energy weapons and all this crazy stuff that may be true, but it's just so out there. It's like it's not part of today's conversation, so I'm not going there. Well, this is an article that's two years old or a year and a half. China massively expanding its weather modification program. Mm-hmm. Now, I find this interesting because China's government has announced that it's not only growing their program, but they're doing it fivefold. The state council said Tuesday the project will soon cover two point, And again, this is Tuesday back in 2020, 2.1 million square miles and it'll be ready by 2025. Just let that sink in. They're going to make enough fake rain or fake snow to cover 2.1 million square miles, and they should be ready to do it by 2025. That's more than half of the entire surface of China. China is one of dozens of countries using cloud seeding to try and manufacture good weather conditions for crops and to prevent natural disasters. Now, if China says we're helping farmers and we're trying to do good with our weather-making technology, then we can be safe to assume that China is going to use weather to hurt people. Just like when they said, oh, no, we want to make sure this, this virus is, you know, something that we understand and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, everybody on the planet is sick with their lethal virus. Fascinating, right? I thought so because I thought this was just the stuff of science fiction. Clearly, if China is making weather and manipulating weather and modifying weather and has a program as such that they announce And they do this with DNA as well. What makes you think the United States government is not doing that? China's massive expansion is in this area of cloud seeding. But they're they're saying, no, no, we've been doing that since the 1960s. It's it's just for farming and whatever. My thinking is there's got to be more to it. There's got to be a way if you want to destroy something, you can destroy it. You can bring a flood, you can bring massive rains. Now, when people say this is the result of global warming or climate change, I now have to look at this through a different lens and say, is this just another virus that's spread all over the world, which we then found out was funded by the Obama administration by way of Anthony Fauci through a gain-of-function grant with the Wuhan Institute of Virology? It's no longer an accident, at least it doesn't seem that way. So when you have these weather conditions that are wiping people out, is it too crazy to think that maybe somebody manipulated weather in a certain way? I don't know that I believe that. But after reading that, they can make snow. (laughs) And it's not just shavings of snow, but there's like polymers and whatnot in it. And this is an actual manufactured weather machine in many ways. Fascinating to me. You know, it's kind of like, I guess, when they said, yeah, one of these days we're going to have our space force walking on the moon and we're going to have people, and they're going to be called NASA, and these astronauts from NASA are going to go places and be in other planets. I think at one point, everything seems a little far-fetched, and then it's not so far-fetched anymore. So that's what's happening with the Beijing games, and I'm going to keep you posted on this stuff because this is an area of study that I've never really, really kind of uh, been involved in, this weather modification, but one that I find interesting. Now, what I do find really interesting is how badly Democrats are doing. And there's this piece in Town Hall that says Democrats' internal polling on COVID is beyond brutal. This week, we saw the San Francisco School Board members, they got recalled, because it's just going bad for Democrats across the board. That's why London Breed that we talked about earlier is kind of shifting the gears on a few things. Now, here's what I want to talk about with, with the Democrats. There's a poll. And this was reported in the uh, San Francisco Gate and the New York Times. The poll was conducted from mid-January to early February, a thousand respondents, and had a 3.1% margin of error. Findings from the poll were presented by the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee uh, officials on Thursday morning. I'm reading this from Town Hall. And they're saying that, quote, many of the Republican attacks tested have alarming credibility including Republican attacks on COVID-19 policy. The reason they have credibility is because they're real. Now, I don't know how they define credibility, but the, fo- the poll found that 57% of voters in competitive congressional districts agree with the statement, Democrats in Congress have taken things too far in their pandemic response, end quote. And 66% of self-defined swing voters in competitive districts, agree with that statement. White and Hispanic voters in competitive districts were equally as likely to agree, while 59% of black voters, 42% of Asian voters, and 46% disagreed with the statement. The poll also did not define what taken too far meant. But the bigger issue here is that they're in bad shape. These are big numbers. It's hard to sway public opinion that quickly. Now, that does not mean that Joe Biden will not try and Take a victory lap anyway and say, hey, look, we shut down the virus. We did it because of you. You did it. And now America's open for business. Take the mask off those kids. Open up them schools. I'm going to send you another stimulus check and we're going to try and get me (laughs) reelected. That that totally may happen. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but it seems everything is going bad for the Democrats. Not the least of which is this this uh, pseudo war that Biden seems to be really praying for almost. It seems like he just can't get enough of it. So we're going to touch, uh, based on some of those topics, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff related to Biden, what's going on with um, Hillary. I was on Newsmax earlier this week. And we talked about that. So I'm going to get into that and a bunch more. I'm going to give you the phone number. It's 855-839-1210, 855-839-1210. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is America.
3: College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register.
2: This is America. All right, welcome back. Rich Valdez here with you until 6 o'clock today. Uh, 1-855-839-1210 is the phone number. And give me a call. I want to talk about all the issues of the day. And just before we got into this new hour, we were talking about Senator John Tester. He was on with David Axelrod on his podcast and saying that, you know what, the Democrat brand is suffering across America, especially rural America, because he's from Montana, saying that, it's toxic, the brand, because quite frankly, Democrats don't show up. Think of that: a Democrat is saying a senator, a United States senator, is telling another Democrat who was chief of staff to Obama, telling him, "Look, Democrats are toxic because, quite frankly, they don't show up." Listen to this:
1: the national Democratic brand, in in in, I think, in rural America generally, is toxic, and it's because, quite frankly, we don't show up. Uh, I'm talking about national Democrats. Mm. Uh, we're, we're not willing to go places we're not wanted and answer questions.
2: What he's talking about here is when he says I'm talking about national Democrats he's talking about Joe Biden. He's talking about Kamala Harris, the vice president, who I like to call Que Mala Eres, which in Spanish means how bad she is. So Que Mala eres and Joe El Baboso Biden, they're, they're ruining the Democrat brand. They're making it toxic. And they're not the only ones that are saying it. Even Biden's economic advisor, she's you know, trying to cover up for Biden, but it's clear she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's saying that inflation is driven by the pandemic. Now, listen, inflation is partially, um, partially driven by the pandemic. But I would say it's a very small partially (laughs) because this portion that would be affected by that has been affected since this pandemic has been in full swing. Now, I also understand the idea that when people are being forced to stay home, they're going to save money. They're going to hold on to that money. We've seen people's wealth increase. Bank accounts went up. Then the government did a wealth transfer and sent money to people to stay home so they wouldn't work. So that's more money that they held on to, which they probably spent a little bit easier, but they held on to. Then they got extra money to not work in terms of unemployment. So you send more money. People stayed home a little more. So all that money being built up, I get it. It's going to cause this um, this ding into the economy. And it's it's going to upset the balance of things i understand but to sit here and think that you know it's the pandemic causing it not the fact that you're telling truckers that they can't deliver things because they are not vaccinated or the fact that gavin Newsom is telling truckers that they can't use older trucks to carry these chassis off of the uh not the pier what do they call it the port that's all real and those are all man-made disasters those are all policy decisions that are putting the quote unquote climate, and the environment in front of the citizenry. Anyway, listen to Cecilia Roos, Cut 14. But
3: we know that we need to get inflation under control. There is no question about it. I think that the number one way that the president uh, needs to be focused on, and we all need to be focused on, is getting this pandemic under control. Thank because you, this ma'am. is all driven by the pandemic.
2: All driven by the pandemic. I can't say that I agree with that. I think she's a little bit uh, off her rocker on that one. A lot of this has to do with Joe Biden's policy on energy, on how he hurt the the natural gas industry, how he's hurt the energy industry and industries as a whole, how he's been friendly towards Putin. And now Putin's spitting in his face saying, I'm going to go in and snatch up Ukraine. You've got the president of Ukraine saying, no, 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 don't snatch anything up. We don't want to have a fight. We're going to let's talk it out. Germany, quick, get me Angela Merkel or whoever the new person is. I know they have a new uh, prime minister there. This is Biden and his failure to lead. You know, it was well before Biden that it was well known that the president of the United States is leader of the free world. And Joe Biden has pretty much single-handedly, I mean, maybe he used both of his hands, I don't know, but he definitely did this on his own. He's destroyed that title. Nobody's looking to to the U.S. for leadership, and, and not that they thought we were better or superior. We just have the bigger army and the deeper pockets. We're the United States, and we are now the ones that are unsettling things that are rocking the boat all over the planet. We went and broke things in Afghanistan. We're now funding nuclear weapons in in Iran again. Who knows what's going to go on with uh, Kim Jong-un? We don't know what's happening there as of yet, but we do know that the balance of powers and and whatnot is all skewed right now in Ukraine and in Russia and all of Eastern Europe. Trump was inching towards getting NATO to be more accountable and quote-unquote pay their fair share. And here comes Biden to come and break everything. Talk about a bull in a China shop. That's what they said Trump was going to be. Man, what I would do to have Trump right now handling our foreign policy, what I would do to have Trump right now handling our economic policy, ensuring that we could fight off inflation instead of having to go through what we're going to have to go through with austerity measures and whatnot and rate increases to bring inflation back to a regular number. It's not going to be good. But Senator Elizabeth Warren never lets an opportunity to trash capitalism uh, go by the wayside. She says in cut number 15 that we should not let companies hide behind inflation and then allow them to go raise prices. Now, obviously, on its face, this is somewhat meritorious. And there's already rules for this, you know, these anti-price gouging rules. But Warren is, uh, I think, taking it a bit too far. But you be the judge. Listen to this. Cut fifty
4: CEOs of some of the biggest companies have been bragging to their investors that inflation has created a terrific opportunity for them to boost profits. Take the grocery chain Kroger. Kroger has seen its business boom during the pandemic, with its stock price rising nearly 40% over the past year. Kroger's CEO recently told investors that, quote, a little bit of inflation is always good in our business, end quote. So, Dr. Boucher, would you agree that it's easier for companies like Kroger to raise prices in an inflationary environment because consumers are generally aware that prices are going up and that lets companies hide behind inflation to expand their profits?
0: Well, as you know, Senator, you know, President Biden is very attuned to kitchen table budget issues, and he has been very focused on... Um, asking the regulatory agencies to be um, on the alert for price gouging, and I have in front of me a long list of things that have been happening over the past um, uh, year uh, on his work um, to make sure that markets are, are competitive and fair. But let me just note one, um, which is that you know they they have uh, the, the Department of Justice and the USDA have worked together to set up a website where farmers and ranchers can say where they see problems in their industry. Um, and that's just one of many things. so it's an important issue.
4: So an important issue, and but the point I'm trying to make here is the companies get to kind of draft in behind the inflation. And I take it you agree that that's what's going on here. Okay? So you nodding your head, yes, I'll <laughs> take that as a yes.
2: Well, thank you, Senator Warren, for helping everybody in Radioland know that she was nodding her head because that was a very interesting tell. And look, I'm not on Liz Warren's side, per se, but even she's calling out the Biden administration saying, you know what? They've always criticized Republicans for helping farmers, calling it, uh, you know, welfare for ranchers and whatever, because this is the food supply. And this is why that was always done. It was that whole too big to fail mentality, which I, I again, I. I can't imagine us saying, oh, the farm isn't working out. All right, let them fail. Then what? It's already getting very costly to have meat delivered and and pork and and everything else. But the bottom line here is Biden's own people don't know where to put their face. They're not able to eloquently articulate what's going on. She comes in here saying that, no, no, we're very uh, well attuned of what's going on. President Biden and kitchen table politics and et cetera, et cetera. But we also have a website set up where farmers and ranchers can say where they see problems in their industry, which is code for, we're not going to let you lose your shirt. We're just not going to do it as publicly as, you know, Trump did it. When he said, I'm going to give you all the money from the tariffs, the tariffs are going to the farmers. Oh, our farmers, they're terrific. Our farmers, right? Trump, he was great about that. He was honest about it and he did the right thing. So I I find this just uh, so interesting because Warren is a real lefty. You know, she's not like Biden. He's a fake lefty. Warren's a real lefty that probably, you know, has a tattoo of Mao Dung somewhere, you know, on her shoulder or something like that. She's the real deal and lies about capitalism and whatnot. But this is where we are now, right here, where the rubber meets the road. And Warren is holding the Biden people accountable because she realizes, you know what? You're doing exactly what the Republicans did. And I hate the Republicans and I hate you. Because they hate you and me. And that is the issue here. Now, this last one uh, is Representative Catherine Clark. She's a Democrat from Massachusetts, and she was on CNN on the day before yesterday. And she um, was asked about inflation. She talks about a woman getting her home weatherized through the American Rescue Plan because she's got nothing to say about inflation, just like Biden's economic advisor had nothing to say about it because Ultimately, they know this is a problem that Joe Biden created. Listen to this. Cut 16.
3: So back to the initial question, do your constituents feel that any progress is being made to address these really significant issues like rising inflation?
4: Let me tell you about uh, a woman that I met just a few days ago named Susan, who, through the American Rescue Plan, had her house weatherized. And this was critical to
2: her reducing her energy costs. She is already saving $50 each and every month. Hang on. Stop the presses. Okay, so this woman, the CNN host, asks her, what is going on with inflation? And she says, let me tell you about this woman. And she goes on to talk about her home getting weatherized through a government program, the American Rescue Program. And I think this is fascinating that she's got nothing that she can contribute. Then she's going to talk about how she's saving money saying that she's already saving $50 every single month because of this weatherization. And I think this is something that we've really got to pay attention to because this is what's happening in the fake news media. And if you blink or you get a cup of coffee, you might miss that they're lying to you. Let's re-rack this one and start it from the beginning. Representative Catherine Clark, uh, Congressional Democrat on CNN. Listen to this.
3: The initial question, do your constituents feel that any progress is being made to address these really significant issues like rising inflation?
4: Let me tell you about uh, a woman that I met just a few days ago named Susan, who through the American Rescue Plan had her house weatherized. And this was critical to her reducing her energy costs. She is already saving $50 each and every month because of this weatherization. That is exactly the work that we're doing. Let's put the American
2: family and the challenges they're facing front and center. Then let's start with putting inflation front and center. Let's start with the horrific foreign policy of the Biden administration and put that front and center. Let's start with being honest about what's going on with the You you name it. Right. I'm thinking law enforcement right now. January 6th, uh, Durham report. so many instances where our government has been weaponized against a dissenting opinion and in in effect against you and me, the American people. Anyway, more on that and Hillary Clinton straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. Don't move a muscle. We're coming right back. This is America. Live here. Talk radio twelve ten WPHD. What's up, Philadelphia? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Make sure you give me a follow there. And uh, we're talking about all the issues that are important to you guys in Philly, locally, and the national stuff. And now we're on the national stuff. I'm talking about. What happened with Biden, why the Democrats are just doing miserably and how hopefully the Republicans can keep this momentum going and and turn it into a win somehow. But what I want to get into is Hillary Clinton, because uh, over the the last few days, there's been a lot of information about special counsel Durham and uh, the redacted report that BuzzFeed put out. And there's there's a lot of information, right? A lot of information it, it has come out where they've redacted certain names, it's known who the players were, and um, ultimately, yes, it seems that there was some unauthorized surveillance from from the Hillary Clinton campaign, and it spilled over into what happened with uh, President Trump, that he was spied upon, and that has now raised new eyebrows, and um, they were always up, but I would say it's it's kind of brought it to the forefront again that if this was all done, then there had to be people in the intelligence establishment that knew about this as well. Now, there's now reports of John Durham saying he's trying to distance himself from, from a lot of this, and I would too if you try to do something, you know, on the QT, and it becomes a very, very big deal. But Hillary Clinton was at the New York Democrat Convention where they nominate one another for, you know, who's going to be the next Democrat doing X, Y and Z. And she had lots of things to say. We have some audio from her. We're going to get to the stuff on Durham as well. But I want to get your thoughts on this stuff as well, because there's been so much information out there. And I think, you know, one of the things I heard, well, I'll tell you about that later. But one of the things that I heard uh, was just so funny to me. But let's give you that phone number. 855-839-1210 is the phone number if you want to join the conversation. This is Hillary Clinton in New York City just about 48 hours ago. Defending uh, the January 6th coup is the job of the Republicans, she says. And they're the plotters. It's a gift to autocracies like Russia and China. That's what she had to say. Listen to this. Cut and
3: make no mistake.
2: Our adversaries around the world are watching
3: Republicans are defending coup plotters. They're curbing voting rights at precisely the moment when democracy needs champions, when we should be standing together against autocracies like Russia and China. January 6th last year was a gift to them because they know something we need to remember America is only as strong as our unity and our democracy allows us to be. That's why New York must be not just the home of the Statue of Liberty, we must be the defenders of liberty. Not just a laboratory of democracy, but a protector of democracy. And we must reject the big lie about the 2020 election and the cover-up of the insurrection of last January 6th.
2: Now, her and uh, her former colleague, Chuck Schumer, who calls this the erection, they couldn't be more wrong on this. But that's Hillary Clinton. Now, she had more to say, and of course she's responding because, like I said, there was some stuff that was... um, declassified, unredacted that was brought out in a FOIA by BuzzFeed. But there was also a motion that was filed by Durham last week that in the text of it, you know, makes the implication that Hillary Clinton's campaign paid to spy on the Trump White House servers. Right. It was pretty clear. Now, Durham's statement was that If somebody misunderstood what he was saying, that's their problem. But he has his reason for including this in the government's case. He doesn't reveal what that reason is. And he does say, you know, you do you on how you're going to interpret that. So I get it. Now, if the left in the media are saying he's trying to distance himself, I think he's just on the up and up. But we'll continue to get into that. But I want you to hear this other clip from Hillary Clinton because she doesn't stop there. She goes on. And she adds this, that the Durham report, which she says Fox is leading the charge on with accusations against her, is counting on their audience falling for it again. And I wonder, is this a hint? Like if we fall for it again, does that mean you're running again? Oh boy, if only we could be so lucky. Listen to this.
3: And we can't get distracted whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately in case you Mm -hmm. might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. So now his accountants have fired him And investigations draw closer to him, and right on cue, the noise machine gets turned up, doesn't it? Fox leads the charge with accusations against me, counting on their audience to fall for it again. And as an aside, they're getting awfully close to actual malice in their attacks. But as I said, don't get distracted. Don't let the extremes of any or either side throw us off course. Focus on the solutions that matter to voters, not the slogans that only matter on Twitter.
2: So she says, don't believe your lying eyes. Believe me, Hillary, a name and a face that you can trust. (laughs) I don't know if anybody's going for that, but that's what she says. the, The fault is that of Fox News for putting the story out there. Now, of course, the intelligentsia on the left, they've really banded together. All I did in my personal life, I, I believe it was on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, I shared the article with zero caption, a Fox News article that cited something that one of the Fox News hosts, opinion hosts said something about infiltrating the Trump campaign servers. And Facebook labeled that as me sharing misinformation as it being false. And I thought, I'm just simply sharing an article that had, I don't know, 99% of the facts that were in it were corroborated and sourced in the article. And because this one opinion host mentioned something about this being an infiltration in the truest sense of the word, they decided, well, we're going to fact check this. And this is the fact check that they came up with. They said this article is about Durham's motion and nowhere in Durham's motion do they use the word infiltrate. Therefore, this is a misrepresentation and this is going to be labeled as misinformation. And I thought, my goodness. And it goes on to say, you can delete this and it won't change anything. You have been listed as someone that has shared misinformation. If you share misinformation too often, or something to that effect, you run the risk of getting um, shadow banned, is not what they used, that's the word I used. They said, you know, your distribution will be limited where less people will see your posts, up to and including being terminated from Facebook. All because I shared a Fox News link with no caption. Now, am I surprised? No. I wake up every day of my life and I know, That Facebook hates me, that the media hates the liberty movement, and many of them even hate America. This is why they're always focused on the same recurring themes. Could there ever be justice on stolen land? That's it. I mean, once you create this impossible scenario, you're always wrong. There's nothing you could do. You could cure cancer and say, yeah, but you killed the Indians and took their land. You're going to be guilty of that forever. You can never, ever live this down. There was slavery here. There was a slave trade. We had Jim Crow, but it was the Democrat. doesn't matter. (laughs) We had slaves. We had slaves. We had, uh, what did I just say, Jim Crow, all of these other things. And that's it. And once you've done all of that, you've done it all, and it's unforgivable. So the big picture, and this is according to Axios, who's spinning it in favor of Clinton, this motion that caused the what they call a furor in right-wing cir- circles was meant to ask a judge to look at potential conflicts of interest involving the legal team of Michael Sussman, a Democrat-linked lawyer who was charged with lying to the FBI. Now, I'm going to give you this as I understand it with whatever degree, if any, of inside baseball that I may or may not have. And I'm going to say this. When the... Special counsel includes information that's not necessarily pertinent to the motion he's creating, but puts it in there anyway and then defends it by saying this. He's disavowed from any responsibility of how the filing was interpreted. Quote, if a third party or members of the media have overstated, understated, or otherwise misinterpreted facts contained in the government's motion, That does not in any way undermine the valid reasons for the government's inclusion of this information. My understanding of this is that the person that they're talking about here, he is setting the stage to potentially bring more charges that will charge people that may in fact be representing Mr. Sussman or somehow be related to them. And that's why he's outlining this. So... We're going to continue this. Plus, I want to give you some of the breaking, uh, not breaking, it's a couple of days old, but uh, the bombshell video and audio that we got from James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. So there's more to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. All right, everybody, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And we're about to wrap this bad boy up, but not before we get into a couple of things. Now, there's a nugget I want to share with you. It's a nugget of wisdom, not that I'm giving to you, but I've learned from life and in politics. And it's this, that most people will do things for money as opposed to for power. Now, yes, there are some small men And I say that generally, but I do mean it even literally, usually they're small in stature as well, that will do things to destroy a person or out of spite for a situation because they have power and can do it. But for the most part, most people are motivated by money. And one of the oldest uh, lessons I've learned in politics is that it's about the money. And when it's not about the money, it's about the money. And that's always been true. So it came as no surprise when James O'Keefe released this hidden video and audio of Christopher Cole. He's the executive officer at the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. And he says on hidden camera with a Project Veritas journalist that pharmaceutical companies pay the United States hundreds of billion dollars a a year to approve their products. Listen to this.
1: There's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we um, regulate. What do you mean the people? Well, the drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. They pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. And there's not a direct correlation. I think sometimes the agency um, whitewashes the impact of the user fees. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations, because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate on the overall impact on approvals i don't think it has an impact on um fda operations
3: okay on
1: you know on general i mean obviously um, there are some people in the agency which might think more favorably on some drug uh, the drug side. companies mm-hmm. that are in the approval process. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, There's more pressure. There's more pressure to approve something just because it's uh, most of the most of them. Well, almost all of them be based on the actual data. So they're giving more money. Yes, that's great, and it increases the chance of uh, an approval. But if the data is not there, it, it comes and bites the reviewer in the, in the ass.
2: Okay, so now this is very um, telling audio because, again, this is, and video, because it's obtained by what sounds to be a young woman who's with a uh, older guy who's an executive, executive officer with the FDA. And it almost sounds, the tone he's taking, is almost um, that of a uh, of a teacher, of kind of like, hey, look, I know about this. I would love to date you maybe, young lady, but... You seem naive in your question asking, so I'm going to tell you the truth in the best way I can explain it to you. In a very, uh, in a very, he sounded like he was giving an honest explanation of you know here's the nuts and bolts of how this works, and they rely on this money, and like I said, it's always about the money, and when it's not about the money, it's about the money. The power thing comes in later because usually you don't really need power. That's just people's own insecurities, oftentimes, but here it's clear. For this enterprise to exist, for all these people to have jobs and for the science, follow the science, for the science to continue, we have to continue doing this. And with people now putting so much scrutiny and so much focus, the advent of the Internet, and now saying, you know what, we've got to follow the science. Well, hold on a second. I don't like your science. Maybe your science is full of crap. Maybe it's a fake, phony, fraud, fugazi. And when that happens, we've got to realize, hey, hold on a second. We're in trouble. So I think the government's in trouble. And Democrats hung their hat on political corruption as a means to an end. And now they're getting called on it. Too many people are now saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah, basta. So we will see where that leads. But it's always a pleasure to be with you guys. The music means I got to go. But... We're still here. Talk Radio 1210, PHT, 24 hours a day. Great programming, so don't go anywhere. But I will be back with you guys really soon. Make sure you tune in to This Is America with Rich Valdez. Follow me at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And, again, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys. Stand for something, because if you don't, you'll fall for anything. Hasta la proxima. Until the next time, I'm Rich Valdez. This is America.